Welcome to Today on Broadway for Friday, March 9th, 2018. I'm Broadway World's Matt Tamanini. And I am Broadway star's James Marino. James, today is a uh, big day. Real, real big show here today, James. Because today, for some reason or another, marks the second anniversary of Today on Broadway. We started doing this stupid, stupid thing uh, two years ago today on March 9th, 2016. I mean, technically it was March 8th because we recorded the night before. Today we're recording in the morning because I went and spent three and a half hours with Benedict Cumberbatch last night. But, uh, but yeah, so today is our second anniversary of doing this show. Still not sure why we do it, but uh, but we do it nonetheless. Cue angels, go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, does this this makes us two years old right now? That that, that that's uh, sure. That's when you're born, you're zero. And when you're right, so yeah. we're not three, we're two. No, but we're in our. But we are now officially in our third year. So it's it's a little, a little you know discombobulating when you think about it too hard. That was like when they did the whole Millennium thing on the West Wing. That right, the right, year two thousand is not really the moment. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. That's still the that's still the previous Millennium, previous century. Yeah. So it's very similar. You're right, James. That's exactly our two year anniversary is very much like the turning of a Millennium. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Now that we've got that all in perspective. <laughs> Let's get into the news of the day. Uh, we got an update on uh, Ruthie Ann Miles. Yeah, yesterday, uh, assumably, her husband posted on all of uh, Ruthie's social media pages. And just want to give you a quick update. We don't have a, a, a lot more to go with it, but just wanted to keep you apprised of what the situation was. The update said, quote, thank you for your prayers over our families and holding us in our pain. We are extremely grateful for your kindness and generosity. Ruthie is now out of ICU and healing. By all accounts, it is a miracle. Our second child is unharmed. Please continue to pray for the Lou and Blumstein families. Blumstein is her husband and child's name. Uh, Blumstein families, as we process the unthinkable and lay our grief in the loving arms of Jesus, Joshua and Abigail are now resting in heavenly peace and joy. So... uh, Obviously, after everything that happened earlier in the week, this is as good of news as we could have gotten. Um, so hopefully Ruthie Ann and, and her child and Lauren Liu continue to heal and recuperate and uh, do so quickly. Because obviously the the thoughts and the prayers and the, the good feelings from many, many people, not just in the theater community, but uh, around the world are, are with them. And hopefully the healing can continue for them for them all. Well, I'm um, I'm glad that we got an update out there. Um, this is such a, a terrible story, but we're happy that Ruthie Ann is on is on the men there, and uh, we wish them all the best. What's up in the uh, show and casting news? Well, uh, this one was, uh, I mean, not surprising, James, but still a little like. Huh? What? Uh, as yesterday, stage and screen star Mary Lou Henner was announced as the next cast member for the upcoming Broadway premiere of Getting the Band Back Together. She joins the previously announced uh, announced Mitchell Jarvis and company as they head into the Blasco Theater beginning on July 19th. Henner, 
had previously participated in a workshop uh, lab reading part of, of the show. So it's not surprising that she's a part of this. She was opposite Constantine Maroulis in that. She will play Jarvis's mother, a role originated by Allison Frazier in the George Street Playhouse production a couple of years ago that we've discussed. Um, so she's, you know, Mary Lou has a, a long history of being on both stage and screen. She's been on Broadway in uh, The Tale of the Allergist's Wife, Chicago, Pal Joey, Greece, and many, many more. Uh, but, James, I was just uh, anytime Mary Lou Henner's name comes up in anything, it gets me thinking about how much easier being an actor must be for her than for so many other people. She's got this, I don't know, thing, condition, ability where she remembers every detail about her life. So she must never have to work to memorize lines. That's got to be a huge time saver for her. My wife has that condition, too. Really? Yes. She she remembers every single thing I've ever said. <laughs> so, so not everything about her that. life. Yeah. yeah. Not her. Not everything about her life. Like back to a child, like what day and what color she wore. Yeah, Just that's... what you said. Yeah, exactly. Oh, or okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. So not exactly the same condition, but yeah. gotcha. It's Understood. similar. It's it's probably, you know, <laughs> you know who who knows what, what, what day of the week July 19th is, you know, but Mary Lou Henner knows. Yes, she does. It was uh, – have you ever seen that 60 Minutes interview that she did, Mary Lou did? Yeah. You know, there was – there was her and a bunch of other people that had the same thing. And, and yeah, I remember – I don't know if I watched it or saw reports of it, but yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I wonder if we can find that on YouTube. It's really imp- it's really fascinating. I mean I don't know if impressive is the word. I mean it's impressive yeah. to me, but for Mary, if you ask Mary Lou about it, she's like, no, it's not impressive. It's just it is what it is with me. And it, it's – I don't – And as somebody who could never remember lines when I was on stage, never, people – Yeah. People – people uh hated me for that but uh, <laughs> and, and you i don't know two, two years no. of it. <laughs> well fortunately i write a script um but uh and you can read it but you know i don't know that i would want this like i feel like i don't want to remember every minute detail yeah. mm-hmm. about my life like i want to purposely forget a lot of it so uh <laughs> you know just you know, Whatever. some people use alcohol for that, but you don't drink. So, <laughs> so. all right. Uh, Quentin Earl Darrington to return to Once on this Island. Yeah. Sticking with the Davenport Productions. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So we should have a Davenport section like the Hamilton section. Let's not. Um, earlier this week, we also learned that Norm Lewis had played his final performance as Agwe in the Broadway revival of Once on This Island. Uh, probably, assumably, undoubtedly, he is leaving to focus a little bit more on Jesus Christ Superstar, uh, which is coming up live on NBC on April 1st. Um, he had been, of course, filling in for the original God of Water, Quentin Earl, uh, Earl Darrington, who was out on a contractual leave. However... Darrington will be returning to the role a week from today on March 16th. In the meantime, the role will alternate between T. Oliver Reed and David Jennings. I believe I saw Reed, I think, uh, when uh, when I saw the show in November because Darrington was out sick or something during a preview. But anyway, speaking of replacements, sticking with the theme there, yesterday it was announced that Hamilton's original Josh, uh, uh, Jonathan Lawrence and Philip Hamilton, Anthony Ramos, would be taking over as Usnavi for Joshua Grasso and the upcoming Kennedy Center production of In the Heights. Grasso has had to withdraw from the production due to a foot injury, said to be minor, so no huge deal there, but couldn't continue with this production. 
the announcement came on just the second day of rehearsals for the musical. So I don't know if he started and said, nope, can't do it, or if this had been in the works for a while. But now Ramos will star opposite uh, just a great cast of of people who have experience with the show and some who don't um including vanessa hudgens anna viafandie eden espinoza jay quentin johnson and more the semi-staged concert will run from march 21st through the 25th in the nation's capital after workshops and starts and stops and announcements yesterday we learned that smoky joe's cafe will be returning to new york this summer, just not on Broadway. Instead, the production will come to New York's Stage 42 following a limited engagement at Maine's Agonquit Playhouse. The Jerry Lieber and Mike Stoller Review will be directed and choreographed by Emmy winner and Tony nominee Joshua Burgas and will begin performances on July 6th with an opening night on July 22nd. Now, James, we've talked about the ebbs and flows of this production uh, over these long long, tedious two years of this show. And you'll remember that during the development of this revival, Wayne Brady had been involved uh, with a workshop or something. In fact, it actually announced a Broadway production, which obviously never came to fruition. Now, I'm pretty sure that Wayne isn't going to be doing this runoff Broadway, but I I love Smokey Joe's Cafe. Like, I, I remember seeing it as a kid when it toured, and it is so much fun. So I'm sure no matter who ends up in the company, it's it's going to end up being a really good, upbeat, energizing time at the theater. Now, this one excites me because anytime we talk about pies. <laughs> These are savory pies, not necessarily sweet pies. So I don't know if that matters or not to you. But yesterday evening, after celebrating a year on uh, at the Barrow Street Theater, we've got them beat by a whole 365 days. But anyway, <laughs> Sweeney Todd, the Demon Barber of Fleet Street, announced that it will extend once more. The show will now play off-Broadway through August 26th and... Here's where it gets interesting for you, James, to celebrate the occasion. The show's resident pie maker and former White House pie maker, Bill Yosis, has added a new pie to the menu, a beef Wellington one, to be precise. The warm pie will feature filet of Angus beef, aged sherry, white flour, butter, herbs, salt, pepper, eggs, and a medley of vegetables. James, I'm a fairly plain eater so i don't know how i would feel about this but i guess if you're running for a year you got to add something new to the menu right isn't that like a guy fieri rule or something (laughs) yeah guy fieri's uh, restaurant crashed and burned in times square didn't it Uh, now uh, yeah man i still i think i've mentioned this before but that new york times review of that restaurant is quite it's the funniest thing i've ever read in my entire life if you don't know what i'm talking about what was the name of that restaurant do you remember uh, like American guys, Fieri's American, American truck stop. <laughs> That's not it. It was not a truck stop. Yeah. But if you haven't seen it, Google Guy Fieri's Times Square New York Times review. It is bonkers funny. But anyway, James, finally, to wrap up this section, yesterday it was announced that Tony winning director, director Darko Treznik would be stepping down as the artistic director at Hartford stage at the end of next season, meaning that he will be with the company through June 29th. He has been the artistic leader of the company since 2011. There, there will be a national search uh, to find his replacement. So James, feel free to throw your hat into the ring. Um, Of course, uh, a lot of shows that he has shepherded there have gone on to have lives elsewhere, including of course, uh, gentleman's guide to love and murder for which he won uh, his Tony award. 
Um, I'm assuming James is, this is something that's announced for a while. Either he's going to be leaving to go somewhere else, or he's just going to continue directing as a freelance, uh, director. But, uh, we've talked about a lot of great shows that have come from there and a lot of things that he's done during his tenure. So I'm sure that not only will Hartford stage continue to produce quality works, but so will Darko Treznik, whatever happens next in his career. I didn't see this, uh, <clears throat> this press release, um, in in the press release, uh, did it say anything like spend more time with his family or something like that? No, 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 no. This is uh, this seems to be a legit. Just there's quotes from him and everything. This isn't a uh, <laughs> out the door kind of pushing. He said, "I want to thank no. our staff, our, our audiences, and all the wonderful artists." Sure, and they blah, they blah, have blah, a blah. whole year. They have a whole year. So yeah, I'm not inferring that, but I think that probably he's going to be doing something big. I, I can't I, see why else he would do that. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's, it's interesting. We've talked about... Tremendously talented. Uh, yeah, who uh, who was it? It was just someone we talked about who had never been a... Um, oh, I can't remember who it was. It was a female Broadway director, uh, Pam McKinnon, maybe, who had taken a job out in California and said, I'd never really thought about being... Uh, or I, I'd always thought about being an artistic director, but I'd always worked freelance. So when this opportunity came up... She said she wanted to do it. I wonder if it's you know kind of backwards the other way that if you've been an artistic director for a number of years at a theater and getting to do shows in house, you just say at some point, I want a different challenge. I want a different opportunity. So either way, I'm sure that he's going to continue to do great shows, whether it's with a company or on his own. Hmm. All right. What do we have in the recommendations? All right. We have two kind of first listen-y kind of things. Both of these songs aren't new. Kind of, but this is the first time we're going to be hearing them uh, at large in the way that they're they're being presented. The first is from Catherine McPhee. She did a, a little recording session of She Used to Be Mine from Waitress. Of course, she will be joining the company uh, in April, taking over uh, as Jenna on April 10th. Uh, as we've talked about before, Sarah Bareilles is ending her run this weekend. So there'll be about a month um, with the current understudy taking over the role before Kat comes in. And I got to tell you, she sounds pretty good. Um, not necessarily performance level like you would expect on Broadway, but for a pop version of this song, it's very true to the orchestrations. And she sounds really good. I don't think anyone's worried about Catherine McPhee's vocal ability. So it'll be interesting to see how she ends up uh in the acting category because Karen Cartwright didn't blow anybody away with the emotional depth. But anyway, we'll see what happens next month. And then the other one is the third song in these frozen releases that are happening every Thursday slash Friday. You can now get this song on iTunes and everywhere else that you stream music. I don't really know anything about it, but um, yesterday they released a, the new track from Elsa. Uh, it was just called Dangerous to Dream. It apparently happens leading up to and during the coronation and Casey Levy sings it. Um, this is kind of like an it's an I want song that happens a little earlier. So she kind of has two I want songs throughout the show, but this is a new one. It fits really well. The, the first two that we heard um, monster and you don't know uh, or what you don't know about love are a little more popish. This one seems a, a little more natural to the tone of the rest of the frozen score that we're familiar with from the film. So uh, it, uh, it's nice. It's nice. I'm looking forward to seeing the show when I'm in town in a couple of weeks and James, I know you'll be seeing it. So it'll be fun to see how all these songs that they're putting out piecemeal one every Friday uh, kind of integrate into the show at large. I, I 
I think that the way that people are using social media to introduce new properties to the public is really great. I mean, you still have um, you, you have the Dear Evan Hansen released fully on YouTube uh, that my kids play all the time. Uh, the, the cast recording. Um, and now that Disney is doing this uh, every other week and Lena Hall, is, uh, we talked to Lena a few weeks ago or a month ago or so about her releasing it, uh, her stuff. I, I think this is really interesting and it, and it, and it, uh, it raises the interest of the general public, not just the insider Broadway folks. So this is a really good thing. Uh, and I think it's done really well. Um, it's not in the script, but I, I I wanted to bring up that um, that that Bernadette Peters she she showed up on uh, Andy Cohn's uh, Watch What Happens Live. Did you see yeah, this? her? And, I I didn't I didn't see it, but I know she was on with Victor Garber and yes. Charlie Stemp was the bartender. I have to be honest with you, I've never actually watched that show because it's I, I'm I'm asleep by then. Yeah, no, me too. So. <laughs> <laughs> only because of the, the the grace of the grace of YouTube is the only yes, reason why exactly. I would ever 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 see this type of thing. But uh, but they, they asked Bernadette Peters uh, how how she would rate Smash, and she gave it uh, eight and three quarters. I heard, yeah, <laughs> out of ten. Well, man, she must have been. I mean, granted, she was Ivy Lynn's mom on the show, but I think she must have been watching a different Smash. <laughs> Now, don't get me wrong. I loved Smash. I watched every episode. I'm very angry that there wasn't a season three. But eight and three quarters, that's uh, that's pretty generous, even from a cast member. I, you know, I was just going to say generous was the word. Generous definitely was the word. But uh, go check out the they have some YouTube videos of, uh, of Victor okay. and uh, and Bernadette as well on it. So uh, th- those are fun to watch getting us into the weekend and why don't you get us into the weekend? All right. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio. And you can find me on Twitter at BWWMAT. And subscribe to Something Like a Pop on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play. And my name is James Marino from BroadwayRadio.com and BroadwayStars.com. This weekend, Jenna Tessa Fox returns in her podcast where she talks with Duncan, Duncan Flaster about the upcoming production of The Underpants of Godot, uh, which is uh, playing just for a few days next week. <laughs> Gatto, Gatto, Gatto. No, I just we're talking about his underpants, so uh, that's hilarious. (laughs) And oh, you know, Lindsay Jones had the really funniest post about underpants. I have to send that to you. Um, And on Sunday, on this week on Broadway, Peter Felicia, Michael Portantia, and I will be talking with uh, Deborah Grace Weiner, who is uh, formerly of 92nd Street Y and has gone out on her own. She's an artistic director and producer, and she's uh, bringing um, the new classic American songbook series to Find Signs 54 Below on March 27th with an all-star tribute to Rogers and Hart called You Took Advantage of Me. So we're going to talk with Deborah, uh, Deb about that. And uh, Matt and I will be back and talk with you on Monday. Mm-hmm.